Well, we got our, our brother Jeff Arrington on there. Jeff's been so uh, pouring into my life lately, and he just been um, a full-time ministry now for 25 years and teaches on the kingdom of God, and we're just blessed to have him be able to call in and, and minister to us. So um, we're going to turn things over to you, brother Jeff, and, and hear what the okay. Lord is going to speak through you today. Well, it's good to be back with you guys. Whitney and Quincy, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'm excited about this morning. I, I believe the Lord is really taking us back to our foundation, which, you know, deals with the word kingdom. If you talk about kingdom, you got to go with foundation. And, and it is the foundation of power, his kingdom. And all power belongs to the Lord. So I want to take us back to our origin, and let's start by building a foundation, because the Scripture says that the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So we must build on the right foundation. And which is Christ himself. So uh, I'll be teaching this morning a little bit on the kingdom. And what I would like to share is that in, in order to, to understand Jesus, the church, and the kingdom, we got to go back to our origin and his origin and where did he come from. So uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, you can follow along if you like. But first of all, 1 Corinthians 15.47. 1547 talks about the first man Adam being from the earth his origin is from the earth uh, the first man Adam but the second Adam the scripture said is the Lord from heaven the Lord from heaven hallelujah so so we have to understand Christ's origin he said many times I'm from above you're from beneath in order to relate to him or to understand him we must get on his level. Uh, now, First Second Corinthians chapter five, verse sixteen. I'm going to read it to you in Amplified. It says, "Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no man from a purely human point of view, in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint as a man, yet now." We have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Now, this is where we get born again, and we become into that same origin uh, of Christ, and we begin to understand the kingdom. I would like to explain that to you. So if you have your Bible, let's go to John 3. I'm pretty sure you heard of uh, John, John chapter 3 and Nicodemus' story, but I want to go back through it to build a, a foundation so we can come to some fresh understanding who the Lord is. And like I said, once we learn more about who the Lord is, we learn more about who we are. So he's the Lord from heaven. So let's look at this encounter that he had with this Pharisee uh, named Nicodemus years ago, and it will help explain our origin and how to relate to him. Now, Whitney and Chris, y'all can interrupt me anytime you like what? to discuss whatever, or if you have a call in once has a question, just interrupt me, okay? Okay, yes, sir. But that the second scripture you gave is Second Corinthians what? Five sixteen. Okay. Yeah. All right. We know no man after the flesh anymore. Right. That's what he's talking about. Now we have to know each other after the spirit. See. Right. And that's been the problem, and I'll explain to you that more and more as we go. Now let's look at this encounter with this Pharisee. Now there was a man of the Pharisee. John 3, verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now, this man was a Pharisee, he was very, very, very educated in the Torah, 
in the Old Testament in the scriptures that he was a ruler. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now, understanding that he had a, some insight of the Lord when he said, Thou art a teacher come from God. Right. He knew that Christ wasn't from the earth. He had that insight. He understood that much about him. And Lord knows we need some teachers come from God in the earth today. We need some teachers in our classroom, our universities. We need some teachers from above. But anyway, he had that type of insight, but he didn't understand. So if you look at the Lord's response in verse 3, he cut right through the chase because he knew he was trying to figure him out. And he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this word born again can be translated from above. You have to be born from above, Nicodemus, in order to, to relate to my kingdom and to understand who I am. The word see deals with understanding. You know, a lot of times when you are, are studying something and the light comes on and we'll, we'll oftentimes say, I see that, I see that. Right. That deals with understanding, see. And Nicodemus is trying to relate to Christ from a human standpoint, in other words, not from a kingdom perspective. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Understanding Christ from a kingdom perspective or a spiritual perspective or a heavenly perspective. And uh, if we can do that, man, we can go, the sky is the limit to what we can obtain in God. So we see this man named Nicodemus who was a ruler, educated, uh, had a position over the people, yet he did not know Christ. And the Lord said, yet you must be born again or born from above in order to understand who I am. See, and if we look at this from our perspective, most of the body of Christ still see Christ after the flesh, even though we're born again. We have no idea of who he is according to the spirit. So here to, to go into one glory to the next glory, we must understand our origin. Who do we relate to, the first Adam or the second Adam? Right. Does my life rotate around my my gifts, around my my political standpoint, my ethnic background, where did I come from? What does my life rotate around? See, and most Christians, if, if you if you check their life, uh, especially in the body of Christ, if you look at the body of Christ, most of the body of Christ still relates to the flesh. Color the skin, the, the the denomination, the what they believe, all of this stuff, and just, that foundation, just, Christ cannot build upon. He said to interrupt you. Cannot build upon the flesh. Go ahead with me. You said to interrupt you. I, I just want to touch on something there because you just said something that really struck me, and I know it's going to strike some other people. You said the color of the skin, and and then you said what they believe, and see a lot of people think what they believe is their relationship with God. Mm. So could, could you just touch right there for a second, Jeff, what you mean? When I say what, what they believe, I mean the Holy Spirit. We're in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Come on. He's the interpreter of the Word of God. Yes. Not us. Not us. See, and in order to understand God from a kingdom perspective, we have to understand His, the Holy Spirit's insight to who Christ is. Christ made a statement. He said, when I, when I go, he will come, and he will show you things concerning me. He will teach you about me. He will bring things back to your remembrance about me. 
See, the Holy Spirit is the one who governs us as the body of Christ. He brings the insight and the oversight to who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Even his own disciples, if you go back to, to, to the encounter in Matthew 16, they could not recognize him until the Father revealed him by the Spirit. Mm. So we're talking about knowing Christ from a kingdom perspective, from the Spirit, not from the flesh. Amen. And anybody, I'm, I'm going to show you here in the Scriptures in a minute what I'm talking about. Let me finish this here. But he could not see the kingdom of God could not perceive or understand who Christ was without being born of the spirit. Now, let me read on. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I said unto thee, except a man be born of the water, the natural birth, right? When a woman's water breaks, she brings forth. Then of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now we see that there's two Birthing that takes place. The first birth, when a woman brings forth a child, and then the second birth, when we receive Jesus in our heart, and the Holy Spirit is able to quicken our spirit. Now, Ezekiel says that once God promised that he would give us a new heart and a new spirit, and it took place when we received Jesus Christ. Two things happened. When Adam sinned, our spirit went dead, but when we receive Christ, he quickens our spirit, makes us alive. And then God promised, I will put my spirit within you. So not only do we receive a recreated human spirit, but we receive the Holy Spirit. That's what makes us different from the world. We're a unique people, a peculiar people, because our spirit is being born, uh, uh, resurrected, made alive again. Not only that, God has put his spirit within us. Mm. Mm. That separates us on the human kind when it comes to the flesh. And now we are men and women born of the spirit. Right. Now, now something is wrong <laughs> when we still relate to uh, uh, our natural ethnic backgrounds, see? It causes, it frustrates the the, the Holy Spirit because he's sent to, to relate to those that are born of the spirit. See, Whitney, we are, we are brothers in the spirit. That's more real than biological brothers in Ooh, God's eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so powerful. Jesus said, Who, who's my mother, my father? But them that do the will of my father. That's right. So our relationship is doing the will of God based upon being born again and being spirit-filled. That makes us one with Christ. And this is where Paul said, no longer we know him after the flesh, but we know him after the spirit. So this is where we frustrate the grace of God all over the body of Christ when we relate to our natural backgrounds, our natural ethnic group, our political backgrounds, our economic background, all these things that keeps us se separated, our denomination. It frustrates the grace of God. Amen. But I believe there's a remnant out there, and you guys are part of Christianity, that's hearing God after the Spirit. Mm, yes. That's beginning to know God more and more after the Spirit. Mm. That's why you can hear. See, God is speaking, and we have to get on the same frequency uh, of that voice, which is after the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, and brother, this is what's going to take us deeper into the kingdom and understanding the mysteries of the kingdom, where God can execute 
his perfect will on the earth to those who walk in the spirit hmm. and not after the flesh. That's really good stuff. Brother Arrington, we've got to pause right there. We're going to take a break real quick, and then uh, we'll come back on the other side of that. We're exploring our origins in Christ and in the kingdom, and it's a really good discussion. Folks, stay with us. Don't forget you can comment or qu have questions uh, by texting 606-524-9162. We welcome your questions, and we'll do an honest effort to, to answer those. Uh, and then we will be right back on the other side of this break here on Voice in the Kingdom. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. Thank you, Anita. And we are back with uh, our brother, Jeff Arrington, out of Texas, on the phone with us today. And, brother, we uh, I know I want to get you right back to where you were at, but we had a question come in uh, from a listener. Sure. And uh, he says, uh, enter or see the kingdom of God. Is that talking about here and now or in heaven? Uh, so approach that uh, in what you were talking about a moment ago. Well, understanding the kingdom now is all about the spiritual realm of the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom doesn't come by observation, but it's within us. So uh, we receive right now a spiritual kingdom. We enter in a spiritual kingdom when we submit to the word of God. Uh, we, we automatically, in the spirit, enter through our submission, mm -hmm. through our bowing our knee now to his lordship. See, mm -hmm. uh, not only the kingdom is coming, it's come. Yes. That's why we must have spiritual ears. See, in Hebrews 12, it says we're receiving a kingdom. And uh, that's not just a one-time thing. That's a continual, continual receiving is a rule. And uh, in order to understand this, we must understand the word kingdom. What is it? See, a lot of confusion here and a lot of teachings on the kingdom, but nobody really understands the word kingdom and what God is really saying. And if you run the old uh, Hebrew or Greek word out for kingdom, it, it, it's, it's two words in the English. It's king and domain, right? Mm -hmm. In the word kingdom. You have a king and you have uh, his domain, uh, his territory, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you, you study it out, it, it takes you all the way back to the word rule or God's sovereign rule. So and to enter into that sovereign rule, first of all, it, it, it comes with receiving Christ and being born again. And, and being spirit-filled, and then you come under, through your choice, that rule or that sovereign rule of God, which sets you on a path of faith, see? And God begins to order your steps, a good man's steps, or order of the Lord. That's the sovereign rule of God. He's able to sovereignly and providentially order your steps and your relationships to those that, that understand who he is, first of all. And that's what I want to get to. Mm. And uh, yes, we do uh, uh, see and perceive the kingdom when we receive Christ. And we do enter the kingdom when we submit ourselves to that rule. So not only we, we, we see it. So when you say the word believing, from the scriptures, the word believing deals with obedience, not just believing something. Amen. That's a good word. See, when Abraham believed God, he not only believed God, the scripture said he obeyed. See, a lot of saints believe God, but yet they keep their own life. See, that doesn't work in the kingdom. Mm. The kingdom is all about receiving God, receiving who Jesus is, and obeying that lordship or that kingship. See, that's what makes us different. And uh, so. that's what sets us in line to his throne. And now he's able to overrule 
demons and devils and all kinds of stuff through your submission to his kingdom because you become his territory. You, be, you become his, his uh, he becomes our landlord, so to speak. Now, Satan is trespassing. There's people right now listening to me right now that are sick. If you can get this teaching of the kingdom, because within this kingdom, so you got to understand, there's health, there's sozo, there's prosperity. All of this is within the kingdom. And you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. Because Jesus said, if I cast out devils with the finger of God, the kingdom is here. Mm-hmm. And, and the kingdom of God is all about his sovereign rule, his power, and his ability to take our lives, see, and, and, and take our lives from uh, no purpose and bring us into purpose. So, yes, we do perceive, understand the kingdom when we are born again, but we also enter it through choice. Does that answer the question? Yes. Would, in that, would, would you say that right now, I think you told me one day that right now the kingdom of God is within us, but there's coming a day when it will be all around us. And that's not saying that, that everything's not God's and he didn't create the universe, but, but right now he, there is a, there are, um, it's not fully manifested. There are, it's yeah. not fully manifest. Yeah. There are principalities and powers at work. Would, would you say that? Well, this is, well, it goes back to the, remember I was talking about the first advent, his first coming, right? The first time he came as a lamb, see, he's dealing with, sin, he, he sacrificed himself for our sins, right, for our transgressions. Now we're forgiven. Uh, we've been healed and made whole, spirit, soul, and body because of his sacrifice. That was his first advent. That was his assignment, see. Uh, God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, see, as a, as a lamb. And uh, he didn't deal with Pharaoh. He didn't deal with a lot of that stuff, political, uh, uh, Rome, none of that stuff the first time. But the second time, when he comes again, and he's coming, he's coming as a lion of the tribe of Judah, right? Right. He's not coming to die anymore. He's already, he did that one time. He's coming to rule, right? Right. And claim his territory. So right now the kingdom is within, but when he comes, it's going to manifest without. Right. And every knee shall what? Every right. knee going to what? Bow. Bow. And every tongue going to what? Confess. Confess. See? Every time, whether you want to or not. <laughs> That's why we're trying to do it right now. So, <laughs> But see, I'm going to bow now. I'm going to be smart. Yeah, I'm going to bow right now, and I'm going to confess this lordship right now. Yes. And see, that, that sets me in line with his throne because I can receive the kingdom right now. I don't have to wait through revelation of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling us that he's king of kings and lord of lords. I can hear that, and I can see that. And that sets me up for the right foundation. That's what I'm talking about. Once we get this, our foundation is right. But see, in the body of Christ, we got all these crazy teachings and all this stuff that that waters down the Word of God. We got to get back to to the pure Word of God and the pure interpretation of the Holy Ghost and who Jesus is and what God is trying to accomplish in the body of Christ as well as our life. Now, I want to take you back to. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. First birth, right? And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, Jesus made a phenomenal statement in Luke chapter 5, verse 37. He says, No man put new wine into an old wine skin, right? Right. Remember that? Unless it, you know, ruined the whole thing. 
also, in order to receive this new wine, you must be born of the Spirit. You must have a vessel, uh, a spirit that's been made alive through receiving Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, see, which sets us up for this new wine, this new lifestyle, uh, or this new way of living that Christ is bringing to us as sons and daughters of the kingdom. But Satan understands this, so he waters it down and brings all of this mingling of man's interpretation of Scripture. Now we got hundreds of, of the denominations birthed by the flesh, mm. not by the Spirit. And I want to show you what I'm talking about uh, through a man named Apostle Paul. So let's look at his life, and we can see his origin, go back to why he was so powerful and why... Uh, he wrote almost what two thirds of the Old Testament of the New Testament. Go back. Let's go to Acts for a minute, and then we can discuss this because this is where I believe we can understand Paul's encounter and why he was so successful. Uh, I believe we get on that same line that that Paul found that same uh, uh, road, if you would. Let's go to Acts chapter nine, verse one. It says, "And Saul yet breathing out threatenings." And the slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found that if he found any of, of them in the way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now we know who Saul was. <laughs> he was a Pharisee. But something happened to him. And verse three, nine verse three says, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shine around about him a light from heaven. And notice it says, a light from heaven. See, understanding came, see, light came. That word light is the Greek word phos, which means illumination or to shed light rays from heaven. And this is Paul's first encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Before then, he, he had understanding of the Torah, of the law, he was well learned in all of these things, but he didn't know the Lord. Does that sound for me <laughs> to a lot of saints? <laughs> you know, you go to the seminaries, you go to all this stuff, and you get all this knowledge, but you have no knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit. So we see here, Paul, a light shone, the scripture says, and the light was from heaven. Now I'm going to take a little detour. If you look at the word light, it's the same word in John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Are you there with me? Yes, I'm here. John chapter 1. Read verse 4. Oh, you mean if I was there on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> i just been writing them down as fast as you talk them. I haven't been turning oh, the oh, pages. Oh, you have your Bible. I'll read, I'll read I'll find it right quick. Oh, he's he's just chapter, about got it. I right can now. find it quick. John chapter 1 verse 4. Got it. Okay. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, let's get back to the kingdom. In him was life. And that life was light. Mm. See, the Zoe life of Christ brings illumination, understanding. And see, we're trying to get revelation without the life of who God is. You see, when I met Jesus, I, did, I didn't meet a religion. I met Jesus, the mm. life, him, the person. Amen. I didn't meet a religion, see. I didn't meet the Baptists, uh, what they believe, the Pentecostals, what they believe, the Word of Faith, what they believe. I didn't believe, I didn't meet a belief. I met a person. Yeah. 
see, my foundation was like Paul. I met Christ himself, not knowledge about Jesus. You see the difference? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right. Understand the difference? Yes. A lot of people, a lot of people meet, you know, the knowledge of their pastor or the <laughs> the belief of their pastor, the belief of their parents, the belief of a friend or a brother. But those that meet Jesus, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. They meet the life because he is life. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. When you meet that life, spiritual knowledge comes, spiritual insight, spiritual revelation comes through the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. In him was life, right? Right. And that life is what? The light of the light man. Of man. He's the illumination. And you trace this all the way back to Adam. Before Adam sinned, he didn't go to college. He didn't go to school, seminary. But yeah, he could name all them animals, all that stuff. Why? Because the life of God. He had such fellowship with the Lord. He had, and he had divine intelligence through the life of the Lord himself. Hmm. Hallelujah. Well, this is this is really good stuff, and, and uh, we do, we're do we at the top of the hour, so we've got to step away for just a moment to honor our sponsors and underwriters. But we're going to come, right, we're going to come right back to this, and uh, we'll be right back with more from uh, Brother Jeff Arrington right here on Voice in the Kingdom on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. Yes, we are. We appreciate all of our listeners being along with us this morning here on a beautiful Central Kentucky Tuesday morning. And we've got a, a Texan. Well, he's not a, all the way. A te- I guess you are a Texan now because you've been there that Yeah, long. I'm Texan now, bro. <laughs> uh, Brother Jeff Arrington is with us uh, on the air here. And uh, we're diving into our origins in our identity in Christ. And right now uh, in Acts 9, talking about Paul's encounter. Of course, at the time, his name was Saul. And, you know, something I was thinking about right here, Jeff, and we've talked with missionaries uh, about this, you know, a lot of times it's really hard for us as Americans to get the concept of the kingdom because we're used to a democracy and it's very different uh, than a kingdom, of course. But Saul and in all for all intents and purposes, Rome was supposed to be a democracy. Uh, They had a Senate and all of that fun stuff. Uh, But, you know, he got to have that encounter point blank like you were just talking about right before the break. And uh, I think he got the kingdom concept pretty quick. (laughs) Uh, So so talk talk a little bit maybe about that kind of disconnect that sometimes we have, especially in our establishments of religion. And again, he had that same hurdle that we have. He was entrenched in religion and politics even more than we are at at this day and age, uh, but still was blinded by the light and took a hold of it and, and obeyed right off the bat well that's what that's my point to go back to his encounter with Christ that's the beginning of his foundation in the kingdom see it's his initial encounter with the king himself the Lord Jesus see and, and the body of Christ a lot of times we encounter all kinds of you know beliefs and religions and philosophy and 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 the Holy Spirit cannot uh, witness to that he won't right. his assignment is to bring testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ not to our denomination and our beliefs. And that's why God, is, God, the Father, is calling a remnant out. See, the word church, <clears throat> of course, is ecclesia, which means twice called out. Called out of the world and out of religion. And God is calling a remnant out, see, under Christ. And we'll get to that. That's my end point, but we'll get to that in a minute. But here we see Saul encounter, the light comes, 
and he encounters the life of the Lord Jesus. And the scripture says that he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? Now we're talking about the ecclesia. Mm-hmm. He was putting the Lord's people in jail, beating them, killing them, all kinds of things. And the Lord said, why are you persecuting me? See, the Lord sees himself one with the church. He's the head, we the body. He makes no distinction. And to mess with one brother or sister is to mess with the Lord himself. And he sees the oneness from heaven. He doesn't see thousands of denominations and thousands of different uh, uh, sects here and there. He sees the ecclesia, the church, the body. And for us to, to, to understand that is to get into that same heartbeat that he has for the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Well, the Lord was in heaven. No, the Lord was on the earth as well, his body. And this is the Paul, verse 5, and he said, Who are thou, Lord? That's the right question. <laughs> so a lot of people need to ask the right question. Who are you, Lord? <laughs> I asked that years ago. And uh, one of my friends got born again, and, and I knew he was real. I knew it was changed. He changed, and I said, this is real. So I told myself, I said, <clears throat> who are you, Lord? I didn't, I didn't know this passage of scriptures. I didn't know any scripture. I just said, the Lord, who are you? And that next year, the Lord began to reveal himself to me by the Spirit. See? So I encountered the Lord, and he became my foundation, the Scripture says. I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, Christ. He's the foundation stone, not a belief or religion. And too many of us, our foundation begins with a belief of a denomination or belief or some type of a religion, and we don't have the right foundation. I'm here to say, let's go back to our foundation. Amen. Let's go back to Christ himself, the foundation, the cornerstone, if you would. God wants to lay in you today, though you're listening, the true foundation, which is his son, Christ Jesus. Once you get that stone laid, now he's able to build you, see? He's able to build you up, make you strong, and bring you into your purpose. And Paul said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus, and listen to this. And he said, who are thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, which thou persecuted. Now, Paul had no idea what he was doing. But the Lord, in his mercy and his grace, thank God we're in the dispensation of grace, found Saul, and he became Paul. And from that encounter, he began to grow and grow and grow and become a mighty apostle. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Why? Because that one encounter with the Lord himself. So we as leaders, we must return the body of Christ back to him, who's right it is, Christ. And stop teaching our own agendas and our own denominations and our own uh, passed down religion and get back to Christ, the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's right. That life will bring the revelation of who he is himself. He will bring the understanding of the kingdom. That's why you guys, see, that's why you guys now going to jettison. Remember the prophecy God gave you with you? Your life is going to jettison. It's going to progress. It can't help it. The kingdom of God is progression. It's progressive. It's going to move, move. It's movement, movement, movement. It's not staying the same year after year after year after year. Ooh. The kingdom of God is progressive. It's movement, movement, grow. You grow and grow and grow till you become mature, season. 
a vessel unto honor, meet for the master's use, see, under the tutorage of the Holy Spirit. And he begins to disciple and train through other men, through whatever he chooses to disciple you, to bring you into maturity, and you become a mighty son of the living God. Amen. See? And now you become a threat to Satan because now you're preaching Jesus and not your denomination. <laughs> See? Well, brother, and this is what the kingdom of God is all about. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I just was been listening to this whole thing, been taking some notes here. Back in the beginning, you talked about Ezekiel where it said God gives us a new heart and a new spirit. And, and, and now we're talking about Christ being our foundation stone. And you're talking about denominations and, and not preaching Jesus. And, and what I'm just kind of seeing is, you know, when God gave us new hearts and new spirits, different men, when we didn't yield to exactly what he was doing and we kept our own flesh, our own thinking, our own mindset involved with it, and then people started, you know, this is the way I see it and this is the way I see it. And it's just like that's how all this stuff got started. There wasn't a total yield. I mean, am I right on that or what What do you think? Well, I, I, believe, I, I believe you're on the right track when it comes to submission right. and, and surrender because that is the kingdom of God. Without surrender, you can't enter the kingdom of God. There's no way. And that's why I said, except the man, Jesus said many times, you got to take up your cross, follow me. That's surrender. That's discipleship. That's the kingdom of God. So uh, in order to, to, to understand and relate to him, to follow him, remember he says, take up your cross and follow me. Right. Not follow your denomination or religion. <laughs> he said, follow me. See, I met Jesus. I didn't meet a religion. I don't relate to it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. But when, I hear the, but when I hear somebody speak for the Lord, when I hear his voice, automatically my spirit is quickened, see, made alive. Because he said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. 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 Right. See, the words that I speak, he said, Jesus said. And now the Holy Spirit comes to bring us in remembrance, to testify, to show us things. To come. He's not going to show us things to come based upon somebody's teachings or denominations or, or, or beliefs. If somebody's preaching Jesus, you will have the witness of the Holy Ghost. If you're not, you won't have his witness. All you're going to have is knowledge. And see, the body of Christ don't know the difference. That's why God wants to bring the revelation of who he is back to the body of Christ, which is life, life. They've been able to make that distinction between life and death, life and knowledge, see. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus the tree. See, we go back to the garden, right? I know we talked about the allegory of the apple and stuff, but it goes back to self-government versus the government of God. Adam and Eve chose self-government over the government of God. That's what Satan offered them, you know. Mm. Live your own life. That's what he's saying. Do what you want to do. Don't do what God tells you. Do do what you want to do. That's selfish. That's self-government. See? And Amen. that entered into the world, and we see it played out every day. Self-government. Mm -hmm. Men trying to live without their creator, man, that's suicide. And we see that. <laughs> Well, and, and we know that, you know, God is, God is all knowing and he, he saw this culture coming because it's not that different from the culture that Saul was awoken from. You know, we, we, right. talk, we talk a lot of times about, well, it's different than in Bible days. No, it's not. Saul had to deal That's with right. politics. Saul had to deal with religion. I mean, to the nth degree when a religion and politics were entwined even more than they are today and was able to get True. that revelation and come through that. Uh, we, we get, we like to think that we're different for some reason outside of technology and, and social media really 
it isn't that different uh, than the same hurdles uh, that he had to overcome. And, and that's why a lot of his letters still resonate today because he was telling the church the same stuff that we're having to relearn ourselves today. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. It's the same old, same old. It goes back to those two trees again, the tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. Remember, the scripture says that in him was life, the tree of life. He's that tree. But religion is all about trying to obey God without God, without Jesus. See? Right. And many times, you know, we've missed it in services where, you know, we try to sing songs and all that, and it ain't God, and everybody's don't know why, you know, life on it is just as dead because <laughs> we missed the Lord. Mm. But God is calling for maturity now. He's calling for men and women to grow up. He's not winking at stuff anymore. He's saying, it's time to grow up and follow me. Even when we gather, we assemble. Uh, we must be led by the Spirit, see, even in our gatherings, our assembly, see, and not just have a religious service where we sing a few songs and, some, and then we get up with a, with a happy message. It's fine if it's God. We just got to make sure it's the Lord and what he wants to do. That's sonship. We come into obedience, not what we want, but what he wants. But we've been so trained in religion, so trained in our, our, our services, we don't make room for the Holy Ghost. Right. We, we just got an amen what from a listener, by the way. That was good. <laughs> and what happens, what happens is we do the same thing every Sunday, every time, every time. we some, It's the same, it's the same, it's the same. And, and, and it gets so old, a lot of the young people now, they, they say, you know, <laughs> It's such a bad example of who God is. There's no life in it. You know, a lot of people are turning away from that, see. But if we get back to who Christ is in the life of the Spirit, hmm. the Lord is, is very, I mean, he's flamboyant, man. He's full of life and, and colors and created. When we are so much, it's so much life and fun. And, and that's what we're looking for, see, God and Jesus. He's not a boring uh, religious God. Hmm. You understand? You know, and that's what and, and got a not, generation started. You know, and then on the that. flip side, you got the flesh coming in with all these, these this music that, that ain't even the Holy Ghost. So that's, you have to be careful with that, too. Hmm. But God is calling for maturity now. Sons that, that understand the kingdom, sons that are led by the Spirit, sons that can obey Him and bring usher in His presence to His people. But when we assemble, we hear from the head, Christ Jesus. That's what we want, we want to hear from the Lord. And not a man's good sermon that he doesn't learn from somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, ruffling feathers, but man, I didn't meet no religion. I'm sorry, I met the Lord. I'm like Saul. Who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. I met the Lord 37 years ago, man. And I'm just saying, brother, this is the way He's taught me, and I believe it all my heart. There's a remnant out there that's hungry for the foundation stone. Mm, yes, Amen. They, they they hunger for the rock that's greater than that's higher than we are, and if we can get back to that foundation, which is Jesus Christ, no other foundation can be laid but Christ Himself, and begin to build upon Jesus again, man, we're gonna fulfill destiny. We're gonna fulfill the purpose and and what God intended. And that's my last thing. I'm gonna take you to Ephesians. But there's are there any more questions on what I've shared so far? Um, I have a lot of questions. I just don't never want to want to cut you off, and then I lose them because I get onto my new the new topic wrong. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just 
just the thing that, that sticks with me from the very beginning, and I know that there's other people because I've done jail ministry for many, many, many years, and God gives us a new heart and he gives us a new spirit, but yet we still seem to do the things we want to do. So, you know, there's, there's a wrestling there and, and there's a, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a wrestling there. And, um, I guess what your answer was, it just, just comes into submittance. And I know that sounds good, but for somebody no, out there, this where, somebody out there no, just listening right. this, and this is where, this is where a training comes in as son, Whitney, because, we have to learn the difference between soul and spirit, Hebrews 4.12. See, this is where God takes us through a series of training as sons. He puts us in a situation where we begin to, to, to sometimes we fail, trial and error, the trying of your faith. This is where God brings us into training as sons, where we begin to, to, to learn how not to miss it, not to live from the soul but from the flesh. But that takes time. Remember I talked about the stages of growth and all of that stuff? And, Right. This is where our father, he's the father of spirits, right? So we're born of his spirit. He puts his spirit within us. Then he becomes the father of spirit. He begins to chasten us and train us. That word chasten, not just not spanking. It deals with nourishing and cherishing, training. If you read, if you study the Greek word for chastening, it's not just spanking somebody. It's training. He That's trains a good up word. a child. As he, he trains us up, see, as sons. That takes time. We're born again, like you said, we've got a new spirit, but we're still babies, right? The soul is still untrained. Even though the spirit is instantly quickened and made alive, our soul, I mean, has to be progressively saved through the receiving of the engrafted word, which is able to save our soul. So that takes a process, see? Well, and that's why you can't take a babe and throw him into a position and give him a title. Right. Uh, that's we- not the way of the kingdom, right? It takes time. We had a, a listener a listener just commented and said uh, it, it also is the renewing of the mind and washing in the word. Uh, so that, yes, that's yeah. part of part of the growth process. Because you've got to retrain that mind. You've got to retrain your soul, your emotions. Because all our life, you've got to understand, before Christ, all our life, we've been living by our feelings, right? Our emotions, our thinking, our mind. And then God has to retrain us, reconstitute us in the way of the kingdom. That didn't happen overnight, see. I wish I could get in a prayer line and somebody laid hands on me and I was instantly mature. Jesus. It don't happen <laughs> like that. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. You can't get in no prayer line and get, you know, character overnight. That didn't happen. Well, right? It's still, it, it's, it's kind of the same reason that multi-level marketing makes you make an investment at the beginning. It's not it, the, the quick and easy cash type stuff that goes around. It isn't, they, they don't ever let you get in for free because they want you to take ownership of it. And it's uh-huh. the same thing here. You, you have to take ownership of it. And without, without being able, without getting into the word and without, you know, that renewing and without that discipline and that training, what ownership do you have of that? Right. So, you know, I, I mean, taking, taking ownership means taking some work a little right. bit. This is where the discipleship comes in, right? Right. And the king. This is where Jesus took the three. He took three, then he took the 12, and he began to disciple and train them in the ways of the kingdom. And that's what we're talking about. It doesn't happen overnight, but there's a remnant that the Holy Spirit has been training. I guarantee you, when God's been training you as a father, you didn't know it, but now you know it. It's been your father. Quince has been your father, training you all these years. It's been him. Right. Now, that's that's that 
sovereign rule I was talking about, his ability to, the providential rule, the word providential is God's ability or power to intervene in our affairs according to his purpose. That's providential. That's his rule because we give our lives to him, and that's to surrender. If, if those that are listening right now, all they have to do is say, okay, God, take my life. Take it over, Jesus. Take it over. You don't have to figure it out. God will lead you. Mm. He will guide you into the right relationships, to the right people. Man's hope, I mean, through this teaching, even here we got a teaching called the, uh, the Rebecca Isaac Principle. Have y'all ever heard that? No. This is concerning marriage. See, Re- Rebecca Isaac Principle out of Genesis 25, I believe it is, where Abraham takes his servant and he says, go find my wife. Go find my, my, my son a wife. And he goes to his brethren, and he's led by the Holy Ghost. And see, we call it the Isaac Rebecca principle because it's a faith thing. The, the servant represents the Holy Spirit. And we teach our young people, if you trust God, God will bring your mate to you. You don't even have to look for him. It'll cross your path if you trust God. Mm. You don't have to get on the Christian dating scene. You don't have to all, all you got to do is get on your knees and say, Father, your will be done in my life. I guarantee you, you won't miss your mate. But see, this is a higher way. This is a kingdom way. It's not a fleshly, you know, try on, you know, go date everybody till you find the one you like. Right. Well, you, you know, it's like, you know, like going to the shoe store, trying on shoes. <laughs> I hate to say that, but <laughs> you're trying on all these shoes till you find the one that fit, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That That's not the way of the Lord. But if you look at the Isaac Rebecca principle, the servant went to Abraham's kinfolk, came to the well, and there was Rebecca right there because he had prayed, God, please help me, order my step. And if this is the woman, let her do this and that. And she did everything he prayed. You can't miss God, man, when you acknowledge him. But see, Amen. our faith, we, don't, we haven't preached the word. So now you got all these, these young people uh, on, on, on Christian dating sites and all this stuff going around trying to, and, and it doesn't work. Hallelujah. It's not the kingdom way. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Well, it, it's and, a higher way. It, it's, it's just a higher way, right? Amen. It's, it's trusting God. Now, if I was if I were to say, Father, your will be done in my life. Within that will, it's going to be everything I need. Say if I'm a young person just starting out, met Christ, born again, spirit filled. I'm 20-some years old. I want to make. All I got to do is say, God, your will be done in my life. I pray your will on earth as it is in heaven for me. I guarantee you God has a mate for that person that he's already picked out. And if that person would trust the Lord, I guarantee you sooner or later he's going to run across her. This is like I did my wife. I remember years ago uh, I got born again, saved, full of the Holy Spirit, four years later. Uh, I mean, I was trying to get a job. I, I, I couldn't get a job nowhere with it. And I couldn't even get a job at the newspaper play. I couldn't even throw newspapers. <laughs> I couldn't even, I mean, God shut down every door that I tried. I mean, I could go get you the, I get the interview, man. They said, are we going to hire you? They called the next day and said, no, sir. I said, what is going on? And then I, I went to this mall and I see, no, I'm going to apply right here. And I applied. They called me the next day. I go in, and there she was, right there. Mm. 
God shed every doorman. I'm trying to this thing. Well, we serve a sovereign God, powerful God. He will move heaven and earth to get you to get you in the right place at the right time. And next week, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the gate called beautiful, which means being at the right place at the right time. You, you don't even know. We're talking, you, huh? you don't even know, but out of all the stuff, when we had that kingdom summit, one of the simplest things you said, but one of the things that changed my thinking the most was you said, um, God took me from a, a really nice job making really good money to flipping burgers mm -hmm. at McDonald's. And I said, God, yeah. what are you doing? I'm flipping burgers at McDonald's. You know, in society, that's like you have, anybody can flip burgers at McDonald's. And, um, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and you said, what I realized was for those, I think you said two years or however long it was, that God yeah. was building the kingdom in me. And when you yeah. said that, I started looking back at my life. And I started mm -hmm. looking at all these places I was at and I was going, how am I still here? And I look back and I'm like, well, God was, he, he seasoned me there. He built me there. Yeah. He built me here. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it spoke to me as much as anything you said, which is all good, but I just, it, it caused me to, to reflect back on all these places where I thought I had missed God and go, wow, you were right there building the kingdom in me. There you go. Cause a lot of times, you know, we don't see anything outwardly. We, we think we, we don't think God is working. Right. And the scripture is we despise the inward work of the Lord because we can't see it. The scripture is full of God works in us. God is working in us. God's working in us. Even Paul said the same spirit of God that worked in Peter is working in me. He's working in me. God is working. But we can't see it until that one day it manifests that maturity. It's like that seed, you know, when, it, when you plant a seed, it goes down first, right? The roots go down first. Is that not true? When you plant a tree. Right. The roots don't come up first, they go down. And they say the further the roots go down, the taller the tree. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, those roots, God's putting that root in us and it's going down and down and we can't see it. A lot of times we misinterpret it. Ain't nothing happening in my life. God ain't doing nothing in my life. I thought I was called. I thought I was, and, and all the time, the root system is going deep, Ooh. deep. Planted by the rivers of water. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yes. come on. And, and <laughs> planted by that river of water. And, and your root system is going down to that river where, where, it's, where it's taking in the life of God. Mm. Next thing you know, it breaks the surface, right? Right. Next thing you know, people say, okay, what's going on in your life a little bit? You're changing a little bit. Well, God is at work. Next thing you know, you become a mighty kingdom tree where others can come lodge in and, and find rest. Why? Because you received that kingdom seed and you didn't despise the, the training or, or, or the working of the Lord in you first. He works in you first, both to will and to do. And, and those roots are not just going down there for balance either. They're going down there looking for nourishment. They're going down there looking yes. for more to feed, to be able to grow and be tall. And, and so that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That is it. And that's that exactly right. And that's what people are looking for. But see, when you get caught and stuck in a denomination or stuck in something, you can't get the nutrients. You can't get up what you need to become that spiritual son that God is trying to make you, see? So you got to be careful with what you join yourself to and pray that you're in the right place. So a lot of people, they choose. See, in our day and age, they, 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 we, we choose to go to church like we choose to go to the store. We choose comfortable. You know, or to the mall 
I'm going to that church because they got a big sound system or they got a big choir or they got a big, they got this, they got a big nursery for my children. Nobody's acknowledging the Lord. All those are reasons, reason, reason, reason. We don't live by reason. We live by obedience. Somebody needs to go and say, Father, where do you want me? Where, where will you have my family be planted? What body of Christ? You see what I'm saying? Right. That's what's going to make the difference when we give Christ back his place and stop making decisions based upon how we feel or what's best for our life and get back to see what's best for the Lord. Amen. See, the Lord may want to uproot you and your family, take you somewhere. I don't. We just got to acknowledge him. Oh, he might want you might be in the right place. I don't know. This is where sons and daughters must mature to know the will of God. And if you don't know, don't make crazy decisions. Get some counsel and pray about it and let Jesus be who he is, the Lord of all. He will guide you. And those that are listening, I'm telling you, if you will acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, he will direct your path. Amen. He will not lead you astray. But let's give it back to him who's right it is. He must be Lord of all. And once we put him back in his rightful place, it means stop usurping his place, we're going to see the body of Christ explode. And there's a remnant right now, I'm telling you, there's a remnant right now that God has watched over for years that's given place to him and that he's raising up and the hour of their promotion is at hand. The hour of their their, their lifting up is at hand. God has come to, to, to validate them. You may be one of them out there. I'm telling you, you may have been serving God for you. God said, this is the hour that I'm going to bring witness and I'm going to validate you. Promotion comes from God. This is the hour of your promotion. This mm. is the hour of God's favor. This is the hour of God's blessing to those that have obeyed him. And I believe with all my heart, there's a great remnant that, that's obeyed God. Mm. And God's going to join men together all over the earth now that are the same spirit. It's no accident you came across me. There's no accident that Quincy is here and he sensed the spirit of God. This is the spirit of God. That's what I'm talking about. It's greater than the flesh. See? Yeah. But the scripture says, the flesh and blood has not revealed this unto me. Right. But that's what Jesus said unto Peter. Flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my Father. And that's what we're eating right now. Our Father is revealing this to us. Hmm. And we as sons from different ethnic backgrounds, different groups, it doesn't matter. We're kingdom men now, see? Kingdom men. Amen. Kingdom men. We're kingdom men that understand that there's something that's greater than the flesh, something that transcends the flesh, called the Spirit of God. Born of the Spirit is greater than the flesh. So now, in my, I got brothers that from all ethnic groups are, are greater than natural uh, uh, kinfolk, naturals. That doesn't have it. That doesn't carry any weight with God anymore. You must be born of the Spirit. Amen. See, well, we just that's why a... Jesus could cut to the chase. Who's my father? Who's my brother? Who's my mother? Them that do the will, see, of my father. Mm, that's right. We just had a listener. We that are said, the circumcision. I... He said, "We are the circumcision." who worship God in the spirit and put no confidence in the flesh. That's been cut. That natural draws and cut. God's raising up spiritual men. And if we can get this thing and join together in the spirit, then they join themselves to the Lord as one spirit. Mm. God can get some things done. We can get some things done. Yes. In that area, that region of Kentucky, see, God is looking for that remnant that's tired of religion. Yes. Tired of the same old, same old, same old. Yes. Well, we just had a listener say, I received that word. 
So people are getting it and receiving it. Uh, we gotta we gotta step aside for just a moment, uh, brother Jeff. Want to oh, make sure you want you to stick stick around here with us. We've got some more to get to. I know you said you got something in Ephesians you're gonna get to here in just a minute, uh, but we gotta okay. do a little bit of housekeeping real quick. We gotta get the bottom of the hour okay, break man. here and get the sponsors and folks. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, our bottom of the hour trivia. Uh, we're gonna continue with uh, brother Jeff here in just a moment after. Alrighty, and we are back with Voice in the King. All right, Anita, thank you so much. We are here on the Box 2 Radio Network, and we've got the Bluegrass State and the Lone Star State and uh, a Hoosier over here. We've got it all going on here at Voice in the Kingdom this morning, <laughs> and uh, we're so privileged <laughs> to have Brother Jeff with us. And, uh, you know, we, we've been we're covering a lot of ground this morning, and uh, we, we talked a lot uh, a little bit ago about rooted and grounded uh and i know you know we talked earlier about origins of of who we are and whose we are uh and i know that uh that direction and it always resonates with the listeners i know you said you had some more to get to so i'll let you get back into the next scripture or the next uh, point that you were getting ready to make here well we can see that we, we we're getting christ-centered again this is all about being christ-centered you know it's like you know all the planets rotate around the sun and, and this is what we, we got to get back to, get Christ back in the center of our lives. You know, and we all rotate around him as the body of Christ and, and not all this other stuff. All it is is seeking first the kingdom. It's, it's got to do with priority living. And we can get back to priority living and put Christ back in his rightful place. See, we can, we can really get some things accomplished as the body of Christ in our generation. And I believe we all coming to the kingdom for such a time as this, this is our time. We're alive in this generation, you know. And to make an impact or leave a legacy, we must get back to the foundation stone, see, mm-hmm. now, and get back to the understanding of the interpretation of the true intent of God's heart when it comes to the kingdom and the church. So a lot of people confuse. They don't understand the kingdom and the church. They don't understand what it means. And my my... My, one of my jobs is to bring interpretation, I believe, through the Holy Ghost to to the true meaning of the word ecclesia and how it relates to the kingdom, see. And uh, the dispensation, remember the last time we talked about dispensation, what dispensation are we in? You know, a lot of people are, are, are blaming God for this and that because they don't understand the dispensation. Time. They're begging God to do things he already done. Mm-hmm. And Satan is taking advantage and laughing at that because he understands the judicial authority and and courts and he's a, he's a master of the accuser of the brethren. So uh, let's get back to origin again. Where did we come from? Those that are born again. Well, we relate to Christ. We go back to Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. And we go back to the first time the church was the word was mentioned in the New Testament. Christ was trying to make a point. Was trying to show us something. Not build a, a, a organization. Right, <laughs> right. He didn't. He didn't come to build an organization. <laughs> he didn't come to build, you know, uh, a, a, a religious, uh, uh, if you would, a religious sort of like his own uh, part of the denomination. He didn't come to do that. He came to make a point out of Matthew sixteen. Y'all know he says, they said, who he said, who do men say that I am? Now, it gets back to what Paul says. Who are you? Who are you? 
And of course, the Father in his grace and mercy shined upon Peter's heart and brought illumination. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, Jesus said, from that understanding, right? We're talking about kingdom. From that understanding, from that revelation, I'm going to build something, right? He said, I'm going to build something. And he said, thou art Peter, a small rock. If you look up the Greek word, his name means small rock. But upon this rock, mega rock, he's talking about himself, this foundation, I'm going to build a people. I'm going to build a body. Because if you look at the word, Paul said the church, which is his body. 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 He's going to build a body, right? Right. So now we all got to renew our mind. Because, you know, I have to remove my, renew my mind over and over. I'm not going to church. I am the church. People say, we're going to church Sunday. That's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. We're not going to church Sunday. We are the church. That ruffles you know, some feathers right there. We're going, we're going to assemble <laughs> or we're going to fellowship. But we're not going to church because that puts us into a, a religious building mode. Right. Outward. And it takes us out of the right concept of who we are. Because what Christ was intending to show in, in Matthew was he said, I'm going to build me an ecclesia, which the Greeks built for governmental purposes and the Romans built for governmental purposes, not for religious practices. Right. Governmental. Yeah. So the church was birthed governmentally. So we got to change our thinking. Mm, exactly. We were birthed to be religious. We were birthed to govern, to rule. Mm, amen. Uh, we had uh, someone on Facebook come on. Uh, Rick Wilder came on and said to uh, tell you that you this is some amazing teaching right now. Uh, so we've got some listeners chiming in, and we appreciate uh, everybody chiming in for us. Don't forget, you can text us at 606-524-9162 to text your comments or ask your questions, and also through the Facebook page just like rick just did at box two radio network uh we also just had someone get our trivia question correct mary vincent got it correct what was the name of the man priscilla and Achilla took under their wing in ephesus and that was apollos in acts 18 24 through 26 yeah. so her name i know you probably knew that and was just waiting to answer that right then uh, <laughs> uh, since we've been in Acts this morning anyway a little bit. All right, uh, continue on right here, brother. We're, we're getting into some good stuff. We've had some uh, listeners uh, text in and message in talking about uh, good word and amen and amazing teaching, uh, so keep on trucking. Well, that's the thing. We want to come back to the intent and the heartbeat of our Heavenly Father mm. now as brothers and sisters and, and get rid of all, all the additives and all this fat, cut all that stuff off of us. And get back to this original intent when he said ecclesia. He said, I'm going to call me a people out of religion, out of this world, to me. That's what he was saying. To me, Christ. To me. And to get that right is to get it right. In other words, because Paul understood who Jesus was, it set him on a path of success. See, when it came to the kingdom of God and his assignment. And if we can get this right today, it's going to set us on a path of fulfilling the true purpose of God for our individual lives as well as collectively. It's like yourself, Quincy, and Whitney. With this understanding of the kingdom, see, it's setting you guys on a path to hit the mark. I want to hit the mark of the high calling, right? Right. It's a high calling. I mean, in other words, it's a heavenly calling, Hebrews 3. It says that we are partakers of the heavenly calling. It's from the, it's from the Lord. It's from heaven. I want to hit the mark. I want to beat the air and, and miss it through my own uh, uh, 
disobedience or following out the flesh and blood. I don't want to follow out the flesh and blood. I want to follow out the spirit. So this is where the true ecclesia are men and women born of the spirit, led of the spirit, that walk in the spirit, that live in the spirit, the true ecclesia. Amen. Which, when you talk about the kingdom and the church, the church is the embodiment of the kingdom through our submission, through our uh, uh, coming to Christ that allows the kingdom of God to increase in the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end. This is what Satan hates the most right here is when a man, woman comes into that true life and that light of God and he see it and submit to it, he becomes the greatest threat to Satan. And any title, collar, <laughs> any title you can put on a man, that man that submits his knee to Jesus becomes the greatest threat to Satan, and he knows it. Yeah, definitely. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what your position is. The man that will bow his knee to Jesus becomes the greatest threat to Satan. Mm, yes. Not his gift, not his title, but his submission. Do y'all see that? Yes. You see the power of that, see? Yes. And I got a scripture that says, Submit thyself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil. He must flee. I like how you said must. A lot of lot of translations say he shall, but you said must. I like that. (laughs) No, no, he got to flee. He ain't no choice. This is called, (laughs) this is judicial authority. This is called exousia. See, we have it. He told us to take dominion. He told us to take charge. Men, men. What was but the, women, so we got to have a position or a gift to rule that we miss. What was See, the reference? When we to got that? born again, he positioned us into power. Hmm. What was the reference to that scripture? Which one is that now? The, the one you just talked about was submission. Submit yourself there front of God. It's out of James. Let me find it for you right quick. It's out of James. <clears throat> but through our submission, God is able to establish we can find kingdom it. see mm-hmm. and increase it yeah i liked that to another you, level when you when you were teaching on that earlier in, this morning when you talked about how believing is also obeying and submitting it's not just a magic belief it's also that submission and that obedience as james well. 4 7 james 4 7 right. yeah 4 7 mm-hmm. go ahead good no i like that no that that was a that was a uh, kind of a revelation. A lot of people take that word belief as in just faith. Um, and it's not, it's not just that it, it's that obedience and that submission and that, you know, we were talking earlier about the roots and, and getting the, you know, getting in the word with yeah. that. So that all comes together with believing. And yeah, and it comes to the word hearing because the word, if you, if you study the Greek word for obedience, it means to hear under. It's like, say as you got children, right? And, yes. and you give them a command. I want you to go to, the, I want you to clean up your room. And if they heard that, they heard under that, they obeyed that. But if they hear it and don't do it, they didn't hear it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Selective listening, yeah. I'm very familiar with that, with a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old at home. <laughs> and, and God is training us to hear under, hear under. To hear under means to acknowledge and to obey the command. The word hearken means to hear and to obey. Hearken, behold, hearken, hearken, means to hear and obey. Amen. That, that's kingdom living, see. 
That's, that's that, one we, of them. We can put that word back as superior to our lives. We, we become an unstoppable force. It's the word of God. Satan hates the word of God. I mean, he comes forward. He comes to take it out of our hearts. He comes to take it out of our minds because he understands the power of it. See? You, you remind me. Go ahead. That, that just reminded me of uh, one of the parables that said a certain man had two sons, and he said unto uh-huh. the sons to to go and I think work in his field. And the one said he was going to go and he didn't go, and the other one said I'm not going to go and he did go. Now, which one did the will of his father? Jesus said. There you go. <laughs> All right, we got so take- one of them heard like you're saying. One of them come under, right. and they and they there heard, even though they didn't want uh-huh. to. They submitted and they did it. And the other one, he he heard it, but he's like, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Mm, That's powerful stuff. Hey, we got our last break to get to, and then we're going to come back and wrap this thing up uh, with uh, Brother Jeff. And we appreciate his time, and we've got a little bit more to get to. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. All right. Thank you, Anita. We're in our final segment of this Tuesday morning, and we have Brother... Jeff Arrington out of Texas uh, imparting some kingdom principles with us this morning. And I want to give you an opportunity to kind of get into the, your, your final thoughts and wrapping up uh, this morning's teachings. And then uh, we'll go from there. Well, thank you brothers. It's been awesome. Um, I just believe there's a remnant that has an ear to hear now what the Lord is saying Amen. and to hear his voice. Why God chose to use me and I don't know, but that's the way he's chosen to preach the gospel. Mm. And, and it's clear it's clear without faith is impossible to please God. So if you have an ear to hear and you hear God's word today, faith come by hearing, hearing about it, it could change your life forever. Just understanding the revelation of what we're sharing on concerning the kingdom. Because that within the kingdom is everything you need. Not when you get to heaven, and don't be deceived, that's religion. Waiting to get to heaven. Jesus said, Now, see, now the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. Now, I make a great distinction between Matthew says in Matthew four seventeen, he talks about the kingdom of heaven. And then in the other gospels and Luke and Mark and, and John, he talks about where well, Mark and Luke, he talks about the, the kingdom of God. Now, when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, we have to understand why he used the word the kingdom, the heavens. Because if you if you look outside, the heavens are endless, right? There's no, wherever you go, you're going to be under heaven. He was saying that his rule, there's no end to it. There's no rule to the heavens. Wherever we go, there's going to be the heavens. And I can say wherever we go, there's going to be his rule and his authority. There's nowhere in the universe we can escape. And to understand that is to know that we serve a God that can do anything. And even now, uh, he can change your life and bring you out of something and bring you into something just by believing his word, just by mixing with faith. Uh, Just hearing the word today on the kingdom and receiving it. You may not understand it all. You don't have to understand it all in your mind. All you got to do is receive it in your spirit. That's mm-hmm. what makes it so phenomenal is hearing the Lord in the spirit. Because once you hear it in the spirit, you activate, you set in motion uh, an unshakable future, a future that Satan cannot stop. And that's the joy of being a son of God. Now, if you have your Bible, let's go to Ephesians and wrap it up here. Apostle Paul, because he meant Jesus. Remember, we're talking about the life is the light. He meant Christ, the life himself. It set him on a path of revelation and understanding where the body of Christ 
we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for Apostle Paul and his obedience to God. Thank God that he obeyed. And because of he because he obeyed God, he was able to write Ephesians, and I want you to go there. Ephesians chapter 1, listen to Paul. Verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle. That lets me know he wasn't caught up with the titles and all this stuff. He didn't say apostle. Paul. He says, Paul, an apostle. His name was Paul. Okay. My name is Jeff. You don't call me by my title. You call me by my name, right? Now, I like you that. You call me by my I like function, that right you call there. Me by my name, huh? I like what you said just then because out of everybody I know on earth that that people that deserve to be called pastor this or apostle this or elder this or that, you you've been you're up there and you said Whitney just call me Jeff. <laughs> you said we're brothers, well, man. Well, well, that's what my father and mother named me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what the angel told Mary, his name shall be called Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Not Pastor Jesus. <laughs> Y'all got me laughing, man. I get to laughing. His name shall be called Jesus. Amen. <laughs> okay. All right. I won't cut you off. I just got a few more minutes. Go ahead. Finish her up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Paul, an apostle. He was very content in who he was. He didn't have to have a title to be, you know, fulfilled. He was a son of God. He knew that. He was very fulfilled in his relationship with Jesus, and so am I. Uh, knowing Jesus, I don't need no title or apostle to be fulfilled. But anyway, an apostle, he had an assignment, he had a commission of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I love that. To the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ. I can say to America, see, who are faithful in Christ. Great, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And this is where Paul understood spirituals. When you say heavenly places, you're talking about spiritual, spiritual. When we understand and begin to, to walk in the spirit, then we, we open ourselves and we become available for the blessings that God has hid from us, from my mother's womb. There's things God wants to reveal to us, but he's waiting on us to come up. Up, up out of the flesh, see, out of the flesh. If I hadn't got born again, if I hadn't met Christ, I would have never known what God had for me in the spirit. But because I received Jesus, came under Jesus, now God is able to reveal things to me that I never would have known in the flesh. So it's important to understand there are blessings for us as we obey God. According as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world. In other words, the church, you were chosen. You're not a mistake. Uh, uh, you're not a, uh, you know, something that unplanned. God planned your life. God chose you from the beginning. You're very important to God. You might say, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, no, 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 no. The Lord doesn't operate like that. Men operate like that. Titles and positions. God don't operate by titles and positions. Come According on. as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Having predestined, and the word pre is predetermine your life, predetermine your future. Adopted you, the scripture says, that word adoption is to place you as a son in his family. That's the Greek word, adoption, is to place you as a son, see, in his family. This is to put value premium on your life that the world cannot give you. The Father is telling you, I've chosen you. I've predestinated you. 
I place you as a son in Jesus Christ according to my will. Now, I don't know about you. When I had the revelation of who God was, and he began to show, show me that, that he's chosen me, he's chosen you before. In other words, you mean tell me I was chosen before? Yeah. So you mean tell me my past doesn't matter to God? No. What you did in your past doesn't matter to God. What you did yesterday don't matter to God. What matters to God? Will you receive his word today? Hmm. The scripture said, today, if you will hear my voice. Yeah. Yesterday didn't matter to God. He, God didn't, didn't, don't care about yesterday. He said, today, if you can hear his voice, don't harden your heart. What you heard today, don't harden your heart. So that, boy, that man just talking all that stuff. He don't know what he's talking about. Don't do that. He said, if you can hear my voice today, you can enter in hmm. to a greater life and a greater future. If you can hear his voice today, don't harden your heart. And I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life, your, your, your destiny. If you sit, be made whole. Just receive that. Christ, subtract from his back for you to be whole. Yeah. All you got to do is say, I believe it. I receive it. Yes, Lord. I ain't asking God to do nothing for you. He's already done. He took strikes on his back for you to be whole. I'm not begging God to heal you. He's already healed you. That's the right dispensation. What you got to do is claim it and hold fast to your confession. And it will manifest. Amen. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. Yes, it's right yes. here, right now. And if you study the Bible, that government of God overrules Satan all over the place during the, in the word of God. Yeah. And he's doing the same in our generation. He's yeah. overruling demons and devils and Family curses and family situations. He can overrule it. That's the kingdom of God. That's what he said. If I cast out devils, have no doubt. So next time I'm on, I'm going to share on the kingdom of God when it comes to kingdom faith and understanding the right type of positioning of righteousness and faith right. that we can move to another level of glory and go from glory to glory Amen. in Christ. But know that you were chosen before the foundation of the world. That's good stuff. So God knew all I was going to do wrong. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. He chose you anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, glory. It's like he told David. He knew David was going to kill the man, take the man's wife, you know, all that, but he chose him anyway mm, because right. God has a choice. He can choose whomsoever he wills. Woo. That's good. And I asked the Lord one day, Whitney and uh, Quince, I said, Lord, why did you choose me? You know what he told me? Is it because I wanted to? <laughs> <laughs> That's his goodness. Amen. Man, I really hate to stop you, but we got two minutes. And I just yeah. want to tell you, this had a brother. He's our uh, Amacostal brother. Ron called him because he come out of the Amish faith. He said, it's such a uh -huh. blessing to be able to listen to this brother. So uh, you, you, you're touching lives here. But we've got two minutes, so Quincy's going to bring us out of here. We love you, Brother Jeff, and we look forward to next Tuesday. Yes, uh, Brother Jeff, thanks well, for coming I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Anytime I can help, just let me know, man. All Whatever right. I can do, brother. All, All right. right. Appreciate y'all. Well, thank you very thank much. You. Have a blessed day. And uh, Brother Jeff is going to be you. on next Tuesday, and he said it's going to be the gate called Beautiful, Right Place, Right Time. Uh, so we're looking forward to having him next Tuesday. And uh, Brother Whitney, I usually get final thoughts, but we'll, he just gave a bunch Bunch of good, good final thoughts. That's so good. his his thoughts was better than mine. <laughs> well, I can say it. We, we'll we'll say that, but we'll say it was timely. It was yeah. A good